This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show. We appreciate your help. Mm-hmm. How are you? I mean, it's before noon, so I'm caffeinated just instead of wine just. So and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and hopefully you're better than last week. Uh, yeah, thank you everybody for, for reaching out. Um, uh, I really do appreciate the horse show went so well. Thank you so much to um, those of you who supported and donated. And um, it was great. It was wonderful. That's wonderful. Can't wait to have a day off. <laughs> it's been two weeks and running. Can't wait. That's okay. I will set your week up here with all oh, these perfect. stories. I was worried. Okay. Let's start with Oklahoma mm, mm-hmm, um, because mm-hmm. we have to talk about Ryan Walters, who we have mentioned before here. He is the state. Ryan Walters is a guy I went to high school with. I think you're confused again. I am. He is the <laughs> superintendent of public instruction. That's an elected position, basically the guy in charge, more or less, of public education throughout mm-hmm. the state. And ever since he got elected, I think in 2022, he's basically used his position to just push religious Mm. and right-wing propaganda in public schools Mm. as much as the law will allow him to. In Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, where religion doesn't exist. Truly. Um, And even when the law doesn't allow it, Mm. he's still like, let me see how far I can push it. Right. And just to give you um, some background about what he's done so far... We've talked about how the nation's first religious charter school recently got approved. He was the guy behind that. He must be proud. Oh, so proud. It's already resulted in a major lawsuit. We'll see where that goes. That's Um, what Oklahoma needs to spend its money on. Oh, yeah. For sure. Ryan Walters approved the use of PragerU materials in public school classrooms. Mm -hmm. And if you know PragerU, it's all conservative propaganda. Sure is. Uh, Ryan Walters claimed the Tulsa race massacre had nothing to do with race. Really? Nothing. What did he think the cause of? I think the question ended at the word think. Oh, uh-huh, he just uh-huh. doesn't want to bring it up if for some reason. people don't know, which a shocking amount of people don't know, including myself before that, uh, that episode <laughs> of fucking Watchmen, was yeah, that what it was? Yeah. That all of a sudden everybody was aware of it. The Tulsa ra- race massacre was in, what, 1910? 19- 20-ish. Um, God, I could be wrong. When Whatever. literally like a black dude looked at a white woman wrong and in response, all of the white people just burned the black community down. It was called Black Wall Street mm-hmm. and just fucked an entire and culture in uh, like three angry days. Yeah. And Ryan Walters says, uh, that doesn't have to do, to do with race. With, with race. Uh, it just Ryan had Walters to do with we're angry about other things everything. having to do with those black people, but yes. not their race, but yes. another thing that will tell you later. <laughs> Ryan Walters falsely insisted that President Joe Biden wants a quote, wants to destroy our Christian faith. Joe Biden is, is Christian, Christian, by the way. Is a Christian. Uh, and Ryan Walters formed a faith community to examine prayer in public schools. And that committee, which, believe it or not, is full of conservative Christian pastors, what? said, uh, said we should put the Ten Commandments in every classroom. That's their recommendation to make everything better. So that's what this guy has done in uh, terms of running the so public schools. I'm just gonna, you keep talking. I'm just yeah, gonna I will. Look up Oklahoma's education rates. You do that. Um, and by the way, last week after ha- Hamas invaded Israel uh-huh. and did all that stuff, really Ryan Walters things to say. Ryan Walters sent out a sample prayer for teachers to use for the people of Israel. And not the Palestinians living in the Gaza Strip who have no connection to Hamas. Uh, like as of July 2023, Wallet Hub ranked uh, Oklahoma for education. Would mm, you like to take a guess what 45? rank it was? Forty-five. 
round 50. Oh, there we go. at the bottom. And so Wallet Hub gentleman... is where I go for my education <laughs> rankings. <laughs> but I will say, if you are uh, overseeing the education of the worst ranked like state in the union, maybe you should like kind of <laughs> like pound Do the pavement a little education. harder than posting the yeah. Ten Commandments. Well, so all of this is what you expect. This guy graduated from Harding University in Arkansas, which is a very fundamentalist Christian school. Uh-huh. I mean, he's made no... He's not subtle about the fact that he's a religious zealot who wants to use the government to advance his faith. Mm-hmm. And so the reason I bring him up yeah. is because of a very different story. The Freedom From Religion Foundation recently heard that a public school teacher in Tulsa had put up a display in the classroom and it says like home sweet classroom. And then underneath there's one of those painted boards and it says John three sixteen for God so loved the do world. Picture pulled up? I, mean, I do that. He gave his only son, yada, 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 Jesus, Jesus, something, something. So it is just a display in the classroom with a kind of hard to read, but very legible, uh, you guys, if you know what modern farmhouse um, <laughs> is, decor is, it's that. It's yeah. just like recovered wood and sloppy painting. Yes. And so that's just hanging in the classroom. FFRF said another classroom also had a different Bible verse that essentially said, he is still good, referring to God. Ooh, I know all who of he's this, referring to. I know. But it's, it's all obviously inappropriate, which yeah. is why FFRF wrote a letter to the district mm-hmm. saying as much, like, you can't have that in the classroom this is not like teacher private right, workspace, right. whatever. So this here's the your thing. Your private office is the, where the students go. The school district said, yeah, basically, you're right. Uh-huh. We shouldn't have that there. But uh, And the superintendent said the displays have been taken down. And that's it. FFRF said, cool, we're ah, good then. We're that's not, how that's supposed that to go. That is exactly how it's supposed to work. Um, let's... I, it, I know a lot of people won't want to do this. You give the school district the benefit of the doubt that they didn't know it was happening or they didn't think it was a big deal. But now that they have been educated on it, the school district responded as you would want them to respond. They're like, yep, you're right. We took it down. Won't happen again. We're good. Cool. Everyone's happy, right? Can we talk quickly about benefit of the doubt and whether you think that that is the correct... Legally, you give them the benefit of the doubt and you say, look, you may not understand this, but this is illegal. Right. And whatever the school district wants to argue... Mm. This school district said, we're not fighting this one. We will take it down. All right. Yeah, which I really like the idea. I mean, obviously, legally, they have to or whatever. I like the idea of not going in hot and being like, y'all know that you're fucking with kids. Just being like, hey, you might know. (laughs) You might not know. This is kind of a no-no. So next step, like balls in your court. How are you going to respond? And they responded as they should have. And FFRF said, cool, we're good then. Mm. We're not complaining about it. Okay. After that happened... And after FFRF publicized, hey, we did this. So, hey, supporters, nice work. We got this, this is done. What the, cool. Yeah, this is what it's supposed to look like. Ryan Walters oh sends out an email. Oh boy. The memorandum says to Oklahoma school teachers. Oh. Maybe all of them. I don't know. Sure. But it basically is this very long letter. Here's how it opens. Okay. It has come to my attention that a school district in Oklahoma has received a letter from a Wisconsin-based radical secular activist organization demanding the removal of teachers' personal displays from their classroom walls. And then he goes on to say, these demands inappropriately tell school districts to place atheism as the state religion. Sure, I've always been saying that. Yeah. Mm. Keep in mind, FFRF did not say, hey, that display is unfair. You can't have that. It's illegal. Here's the sign we want you to put in its place. Right. And it says, haha, God is fiction and you're dumb. Uh, 
not what they said. Nope. They just said, you know what? Classroom, you should keep it neutral. Keep your religious beliefs to yourself. Don't push atheism. Don't push Christianity. Mm-hmm. Just do your job. It doesn't seem that hard, does it? It does not it seem shouldn't that be. hard. And so here's the thing. He doesn't, Ryan Walters doesn't just say these lies that FFRF wants to place atheism as the state religion. He goes on to say the Supreme Court has ruled in the Kennedy Bremerton case involving the football coach that the lemon test is dead. And I will talk about that in just a second. But he says, you know, cases that rely on lemon as their foundation, such as the cases relied on in radical secular activist demands, are no longer a valid basis to demand action from schools. Let me explain what he's talking about. Jesus Christ. Jesus me, legal expert here. Yeah. Here's what the lemon test basically said. It was around for many years. It was basically the test Supreme Court judges suggested mm. that all uh, Supreme Court justices suggested all judges should use to decide if something is unconstitutional because it's a promotion of religion. Three ideas. Um, every law that is passed or every rule should have a secular purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is the law trying to advance or inhibit religion. Okay. And finally, is there excessive entanglement between church and state? Ooh, that one feels a little... Basically, if a law doesn't have a secular purpose, it could be declared illegal. Yeah. If it advances religion or inhibits religion, it could be illegal. If there's excessive entanglement, it could be illegal. What the Supreme Court said last year with Coach Kennedy is that, you know, we haven't used this test in a while because we're conservatives, Mm. but we're basically declaring it dead. And so when FFRF says, look, Supreme Court cases in the past have said teachers can't put up these religious displays in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Here's a whole list of cases that basically agree with that point. Right. A lot of those cases we're using the lemon test to say something like that display would be illegal. Mm. Ryan Walters is here saying, you guys, it's cool now because the lemon test is dead. Uh, so all those cases FFRF mentioned, mm. they don't count anymore. So you don't have to take down these things. So what Ryan Walters says in his and this letter. Is, I want to be clear. Yeah. Nobody was like running to Ryan Walters being like, ah, oh, they hurt our feelings so Correct. bad. He found out about this and is causing a stink all on his own. Yes. Like the school was done with school this. School was They've fine. closed the book on this. Yep. Ryan Walters says, in effect, some existing cases on schools rely on an overturned case while the rules regarding a free exercise claim of teacher speech have yet to be determined. Basically saying if a teacher wants to put up this thing, it's an open question as to whether it's legal or not. Baiting the Supreme Court. Yes, he is. And then he says And they know they're doing that. Yes. Okay. And he says, with these changes in mind, if you receive any letters from similar activist organizations, please forward them to my office for assistance. I do not want to see Oklahoma school districts become complicit in promoting atheism. Well, I don't want to see a complicit in promoting education, which you are not doing, mm-hmm. sir. And by the way, I hate it, and it annoys me every time groups, uh, Ryan Walters for one, but other groups too, they're like, how dare FFRF do this? They're an out-of-state, Wisconsin-based organization. That would mean a lot more if I thought, oh, you would have taken them seriously right, if they if, were based right. in Oklahoma City. No, mm. of course he wouldn't they're have. just swinging at whatever they can. Right. They're just mad and lashing out. And by the way, what is radical about what FFRF did? They told the teacher, hey, don't proselytize because you're a government employee and that's not your role. And there's plenty of legal precedent to back that up. Walters lives in this Christian bubble where government neutrality on religion 
is treated as de facto atheism. Right. Like FFRF did not and would not ask teachers to promote atheism in the classroom or make atheism the state religion. They just want to make sure they're not pushing Christianity on kids. Atheism the state religion is what? Are they just confusing secularism with... Yes, neutrality, secularism, with with a small s secular. Gotcha. People, Christian nationalists like Walters, just treat that as, yeah, you're promoting atheism then. So the only alternative is pushing Christianity on little kids. Sure. Because because it's it's about winning, right? It's Always. about nothing besides winning and getting your way, which is just how God wanted, I believe. Yeah. Walters then released a briefer, yet somehow even more deranged version of that letter oh. publicly on Twitter. Tighten up that language. <laughs> yeah, here's what he said on Twitter. Here in Oklahoma, we're not going to let a radical secular organization out of Wisconsin bully our schools and teachers. Sir, if you're from Oklahoma, you cannot bully Wisconsin. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a group that is vehemently opposed to the values of the Constitution. True. And who should be ashamed oh. of their vulture-like approach to attacking teachers. We are ashamed. Uh-huh. They are pushing an agenda that says state-sponsored atheism is the only acceptable religion, and we are going to stand firm against that radical secularism. I feel pity for these woke, elitist lawyers who have decided that there is no greater calling in life than to make sure teachers aren't practicing their faith, with a capital F, by the way, there. Like this guy. Oh, I find yeah. him quite draining and intellectually insincere. Oh, very. And I don't want to hear any more words out of his stupid fucking mouth. Are we done with him? Almost. <laughs> God damn so, it, heaven! I hate this. To dude. be clear, this to Aren't say you exhaust, that doesn't exhaust you. I'm not allowed just, to get exhausted. They're just like they don't even want to pretend that they're functioning on the same plane. Like they genuinely think they're superheroes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, truly, he's, I'm watching... Here's watching. what he's doing. He is gearing up for a potential second Trump term when he could be the new Betsy DeVos. That's what I think he's doing. Oh, He's just pushing sure. the culture warrior side of this hard sure. because that's all that would matter yeah. if he gets a chance to move up in the world. I will tell you something else about the guy in just a second that will change your mind about the, go- the dude. Are you but sure? Because maybe. I feel very strongly maybe. about him but right now. Is he gay? No. Because that would um, be a fun twist. I'm sure he secretly might have something. We'll uh-huh. see. I haven't found that yet. Anyway, the idea that this is a group, FFRF, that is opposed to the values of the Constitution. It's... Like, no, they are literally a constitutional, like their lawyers <laughs> are constitutional lawyers. <laughs> they only have to read the First Amendment, though there are more. <laughs> like, he hasn't gotten that far. And this idea that, They're trying to make sure teachers are not practicing their faith. I promise you that nowhere in the Bible does it say that in order to get through to Jesus, you have to put up a giant ugly sign in a public school classroom. Okay, we're editorializing about the ugly sign. No, this is what the law says. (laughs) So, and here's the thing. This would be such an easy case if this was a Muslim teacher Uh, doing the same thing or an atheist teacher actually doing what he's accusing FFRF of doing. And bringing that up because we do all the time. But, like, truly imagine somebody being like, um, excuse me, like, go wear your headscarves, friend. Like, what are you talking about, sir? The one dude on Twitter who I don't think uh, advertised this, he didn't tag anybody, but he wrote on Twitter, I got a spam email on my work account from some guy named Ryan Walters. Sounded like a religious crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. A religious crazy is very good. That is very good. Um, The thing I wanted to share with you about this dude, there was an article in another publication that basically 
apparently Ryan Walters was a teacher for several years before he got into this particular line of work. Uh-huh. And when he was a teacher, he was also a tennis coach at the high school he was working at. Okay. And all the kids, when he was a teacher, he was the cool teacher. He was the good guy. Mm. You liked being in his classroom. As a tennis coach, the kids on tennis loved him too. He was huh. great. And now they look at this guy doing all the shit he's doing, and they're like, who what is happened? he? What yeah, happened? This, this is not the guy mm. who we got to know when we were in high school. And they're all dumbfounded. Like, this guy was normal and awesome at a time. Mm. And then he just decided, I don't know why, religious enlightenment. When did he start or, teaching? Do you know? Uh, I'm was, just, I don't remember. It was a I, while ago. I, I just assume he just got caught up in the Trump of it all, right? Yeah, like, he I, just caught, caught up in the MAGA wave. I don't know if he was these... hiding it or it developed. Mm, That's what I, I can't figure out. I would bet, based on, like, guessing just based on kind of the timeline you gave me, I would, I, it feels very much like one of those people, like, all of a sudden my dad is obsessed with Trump and Fox News, and, like, I don't know where this came from. Right. That is my guess based um, on nothing. Elise Stefanik, who was one of the younger Republicans in the House and is one of their leaders, and who is just laughably dumb with everything she says. She's another one where she's young enough that a lot of her friends from college and high school have who spoken the to the press. Girl? And they're like, she wasn't like this before. We don't know why she's so sycophantic toward Trump now. And all of these people kind of work the same way. It's like they were fine when they weren't like in the spotlight all the time and having to play up the culture wars thing. And some of their old friends or fans were like, I don't know if this is who he was and we never knew it or if he decided this was the way to go or he genuinely believes all this stuff. Listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts about cults and shit like that. And it's something you hear a ton of like somebody who's generally charismatic and well liked when they kind of get the bit in their teeth and start getting a taste of power they fucking lose their entire brains. Like Jim Jones is the prime example of he was somebody who really wanted to do this good, sh- like interracial work in, in um, California. And I think we know how that ended. Right. Like people get a taste of power and fucking lose their brains. Maybe not a, uh, uh, you're not wrong. The taste of power thing. Fred Phelps, the guy who ran mm. Westboro Baptist church before he died. Mm. He was a civil rights lawyer no. for, for a while. He was a, he was supporting civil rights. I don't know how famous or successful he was. A hell of a drug, eh? And then he became the Westboro guy. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, these people, I don't know if they're all changing or they were always this way, but there you go. Have we talked about the lead poison of it all? No. It, it's just generally a, a theory I've heard and feels feels very right to me. I um is that baby boomers, one of the reasons that like the Mitch McConnells of the world are acting the way they're acting is it's a symptom of lead poisoning. Essentially, if you grow up with a lot of lead in your house or you consume it or inhale it or whatever, it starts to really fuck with your brain. You lose ability to uh, become like mentally flexible. You can't do any long-term thinking. You become more like rigid in your thoughts. And who the fuck does that sound like? God, I wish that were true because that would provide an easy explanation Listen, for all the everybody thinks that happening. Rudy Giuliani and broken windows policing is r- the reason that New York became more safe yeah. in the in the nineties. It's not. It's because we banned unleaded fuel in the seventies, and finally, after twenty years, the adults were not poisoned in their brain and could make like logical decisions. I would love to believe this. I have no idea if it's true. I. I have done a lot of research on it. Obviously, I don't know if it's like capital T true, but the the run of serial killers that happened in the United States all happened in the 1970s. The Vietnam War, like think about how violent the 70s were. 
and how like baby boomers have gone on to not change any position or care about anybody besides themselves. Look it up. It's all the That's my tin for that is my like one conspiracy theory I truly <laughs> believe in. Which is not a conspiracy theory, it's just science. Sure. Yes. There's I, have more I to know say nothing about, it. about this. I have more to say, but last weekend I had my in-laws over and we needed to make dinner in a crunch. Instead of ordering out, we did something even easier thanks to ButcherBox. We were able to grab just what we needed and exactly how much we needed from the freezer. After that, everything else was a breeze. You too can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust and the food you chose in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians too. And if you eat everything, that's also okay. The food from ButcherBox is high-quality, grass-fed, and free-range. Have peace of mind knowing there are no antibiotics or added hormones. Sign up at ButcherBox.com friendly and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com friendly and use code FRIENDLY to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Let us continue with the story. This is another legal story. I swear it's the last one I have on here. Maybe. I'm just kidding. This one involves teaching Islam at a public school. This is a legal case that's been going on since 2017. Oh. Just got resolved, maybe, this week. Since 2017. Wow. And basically, this involved a middle school in New Jersey. Okay. The teachers were teaching a class called World Cultures and Geography. One unit in there covered the Middle East and North Africa, mm-hmm. basically introducing seventh graders to like the region, the culture, the religious aspects of it. And if you're talking about the religion in that part of the world, you got to talk about Islam, or at least that's the, re- even though it's not yeah. the only religion in town. That seems like an appropriate place to bring it up. I feel like you're explaining a lot about a very logical thing that would happen in a religion, like a world culture class. Right. Um, If you want to talk about what are the basic beliefs of Islam, that seems like the appropriate spot in the unit to bring it up. And you could talk about Christianity and the basic tenets of Christianity in another part of that unit somewhere. Okay. Okay. So what happened is that in 2017, during a school board meeting, one parent complained her son wasn't allowed to share Jesus with his classmates during a school presentation. And isn't that hypocritical because now you're teaching kids about Islam? And the obvious response to that is those are different things. Well, I also need a lot more information about what this presentation, like right. wh- when this kid brought up Jesus and in what context, because yes. was it? I it's, wa- it's unimportant, by the way, to the story. I'm just saying this lady's complaining that they were teaching about Islam because her kid tried to preach Christianity and the teacher said, no, buddy, you can't do Okay, that. so we're, what we're not dealing with is, oh, we're all going to do reports on different religions uh-huh. of the world, except for Christianity. You can't do Christianity. Or was it, we're learning about different religions of the world, and then Johnny stands up and starts reciting for God so loved the world <laughs> right. that he gave us his only gotten son, begotten son or whatever? Yeah. Because which one is that? Which one do you think it is, Hammett? Right. I'm with you. And then another parent at that same 2017 meeting raised other complaints. She said one of the videos they showed the kids in class during that unit mm-hmm. 
was basically a cartoon that introduces kids to basic Islamic beliefs. Mm. So it's like, here are the five pillars of Islam. Mm -hmm. And she said that amounted to religious indoctrination. Uh, she said, it but these are the same people who want to teach the Bible in school and call that not religious. Absolutely. She said that her name, which is important here is Libby uh, Hilsenrath. Hilsenrath basically said it even this cartoon, it even goes so far as even making a statement. There is no God except Allah. This video also states that Allah is the maker of everything, the one true God, etc. The main character in the cartoon video is looking for converts. So. And by the way, what would this woman have said if I told her I spent my entire second grade year learning everything about m Greek mythology in class, like in class was taught by a teacher. Do you think she's like mad that now I think that Zeus ate the you, world and that's how we started? Or I can't you remember know, how that worked. That is, that is the myth. Yeah, yes. I nailed uh, that is <laughs> second grade. Well spent. <laughs> you know what my response is. So <laughs> the thing is, I watched the video. The video features a Muslim character and a non-Muslim character. Okay. And the Muslim character is like, oh, let me tell you what it is I, as a Muslim, believe. I believe there is no God except Allah, which is accurate. And That's also not proselytizing. Christians believe that too. <laughs> right. Like, there's no... There's okay. My God is God. Yeah, well, like if I said, what are the Christian beliefs? And you said, well, we believe Jesus was yeah, resurrected. Jesus. It's like... Yeah, but that, that is That's what you believe, factual. I know. So the main character in this video is not looking for converts. He's educating his friend who doesn't know anything about his religion because this is seventh grade cartoon right here. So she also complained about how the unit didn't cover Christianity and Judaism, even though both religions exist in the region, which is true. But again, like we said earlier, this is the appropriate part of the unit to bring Islam into the discussion yeah. because they're not ignoring the other religions. They are taught elsewhere. So whatever. The superintendent at the time basically said... I'm just, I'm just... I'm just... I'm sorry. I know I was trying not to interrupt, but just like she's mad that w schools are introducing the concept of other religions. And the basic beliefs, which you should know. Everyone like, should know the basic beliefs that inspire and motivate... A lot of people, for better or worse, like I it is you. You are a better, well-rounded, more educated person if you know the at least very basics of the yeah. main world religions. My freshman year, I think, is when I learned that, and I learned about um, like various like Japanese and other Asian religions because that's just sort of like you have to know that to be a citizen of the world. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the superintendent of the district said. He said these lessons are aligned with. New Jersey Common Core Curriculum at the time. He said, we cover many religions, not just one. And then what did those two ladies I just mentioned do? What? They went Pride. on Tucker Carlson's show to complain about all this, which then led to death threats against the school board members because, Good. you know, the, like type, the type of people who watch Fox. Just like Jesus would do. Uh-huh. So, so Jesus would definitely threaten death upon an educator. It's in there. It's in red letters. let you know that there's other religions besides That's mine. Correct. Which we know because Jesus was Jewish. So we know, we knew there were non-Christian religions in the world, right? They yeah. knew. They knew that. Uh, by the way, one threat was so credible that federal authorities had to get involved. Oh, cool. Good times. And the yes. superintendent needed extra police protection. And what did the ladies have to say about that? Uh, they didn't. Oh. So. They didn't go on Tucker Carlson and be like, hey, don't threaten a school board member over something it's we're happening. making up? We, we just saw this week all the Republicans, the like seven, no, like the 20 of them who didn't vote for the Speaker of the House 
for the more extremist versions, oh, they um, all got death threats too. Huh. And all of, they're like, hey, Jim Jordan, you're not helping your case by sending your mob after me if you think <laughs> this is going to make me change my How mind. How's that going? I haven't been paying attention. Oh, Do they have a speaker Oh, it's yet? glorious. No, they don't. Oh, my goodness gracious Anyway, me. so in 2018, uh, Hilsenrath, one of those two women, mm. she files a lawsuit against the school a year later. So it was Hil- Hilsenrath is just a... Uh, she's parent. the mom. She's yep. not a teacher or Correct. any kind of... Okay, she's so a mom whose son had to take that class. Yeah. Ugh. And with the help of the Thomas More Law Center, a right-wing one of those legal groups. And they basically argued that the course went beyond even what I've already mentioned in terms of proselytizing. They said... This is this is uh, from the again? press release. Thomas More Law Center. The, the press release says this. Clearly, seventh graders were given a sugar-coated false depiction of Islam. They were not informed of the kidnappings, beheadings, slave trading, massacres, and persecution of non-Muslims, nor of the repression of women, all done in the name of Islam. Which is hilarious to me, the idea that they think extremist interpretations of Islam need to be in a basic introduction to the faith for seventh graders because well, yeah, well, if you want to play that game, I got, some, yeah. I got some news for you about Christianity. <laughs> so anyway, in 2020, a U.S. district judge in 2020 says, uh, you guys, none of this is a problem. What the hell is this case all about? And he says all the additional content you mentioned, like a video that was created by a Muslim organization and offered to students as like, listen, if you want more information, here are some other videos you can watch, things like that. Yeah, you know, teaching. Yeah. <laughs> he said, first of all, none of these are required viewing. Students were not tested on it. There's no evidence that this own lady's kid clicked those links or understood the meaning of what he might have seen if he thought it was proselytizing. And it's obvious to any reasonable person that the school was not forcing students to adopt these views. They were just offering up this material as examples of what Muslims believe. So, for example, there was a worksheet kids were told to complete for homework, which went over basic Islamic beliefs. One of the lines is, like Muslims believe, there is no God but blank, and blank is his messenger. Mm. Yeah, that's it's a fair Allah statement. And yeah, and which it, is an important thing to know if you want to understand what's going on in the fucking world. Right, it's not a demand that everyone agree with it. So right. ultimately, the judge dismissed the case, Good. saying the school is not trying to indoctrinate kids into Islam. Yeah, but this was 2020. Mm. You know what he used as evidence oh, to God, back the it lemon up? Test? He used the lemon test. Fuck me. He said this curriculum has a secular purpose. The district is not trying to advance or inhibit religion. There is no excessive entanglement between church and state. So there's no case here. So I'm dismissing the case. The district at the time said this is a complete vindication of the board, the administration, the teachers. Fine. Uh So that should have ended the story. But are we done? (laughs) There was an appeal of which is that happens. Mm. But one of the things they were waiting on is, well, what's the Supreme Court going to do about the yeah lemon test and the Kennedy case? And so the Third Circuit, which is a relatively conservative place, they vacated this ruling last year and said, hey, judge, we're erasing all the work you did. Do it again. But you can't use use the lemon test anymore. So that's what happened this week. Put your calculator away now. (laughs) You have to do this longhand. (laughs) Right. So this week, the same U.S. District Judge issued a ruling based on the updated thing. He's like, all right, I can't use that test. But so let me go over what happened and let me use a different rule because guess what? The lemon test is one tool mm-hmm. to decide if something is illegally 
promoting religion. I'd say a bigger tool is the First Amendment. But what do I know? I'm just an idiot. And so here's what he wrote. After reviewing the party's submissions, like, how do you want me to rule on this case? Both sides. Tell me what you think. He said, I find that the record contains no evidence of significant coercion. By the way, this is important to know. If the lemon test is out, Mm. what the Supreme Court case said with Bremerton is, well, are they trying to coerce kids into believing this stuff like the football coach? And they said the football coach that was praying in midfield. Definitely was. They argued he wasn't trying to coerce kids. No. And maybe there's a tradition of praying at midfield on a football game. Sure. That they've never heard of and nobody's ever heard of, but maybe. So the judge said, okay, fine. I'll look at the issues of coercion and tradition. Basically, the school isn't trying to coerce your kids into becoming Muslims. So guess what? I'm still, still dismissing not... the case. And? Uh, he said, in short, direct subjective evidence of coercion is lacking. He also wrote, in sum, the curriculum and materials here were not coercive and do not otherwise bear or resemble the, quote, hallmarks of religious establishments the framers sought to prohibit when they adopted the First Amendment. Like, bitch, I looked at history. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And this yeah. isn't what the founders wanted either. What are you talking about? So he said the board did not violate the Establishment Clause. Which, yeah, we know. The teachers knew that. The district knew that. I'm cautiously smiling, but I... Just... As you should. The only people who didn't accept any of this were Hilsenrath, the mom, whose kid, by the way, is now, what, in high school, graduating? Like, there's he's no argument here. 35 years old. He's running for Congress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's so... still protecting him from, the, from Muslims. Right. From, from what? From the basic <laughs> three days they spent discussing Islam in seventh grade, which apparently has scarred him for life and now somehow. now it's going to take over his entire... This is now the thing this dude is going to be known for is well, like the Islamic dude. Jesus Christ. To be fair, that probably won't happen because his name was not included in the lawsuit, just his crazy mom. I would be shocked I if did, his name does not get, get I did dragged. email uh, the Thomas More Law Center like, hey guys, <laughs> you up? lost. Uh, what do you got to say about this one? Because I don't see any press releases anytime this week about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And they told me nothing. They have not responded to oh, my questions. Why? I don't know. It's so sad. Um, I just to circle back quickly about the Thomas More <laughs> thing. I looked up because I was like, I think I know that name, and he's an Irish writer and poet. And I was like, oh, that's nice that they named their little thing after a um a poet. And then I found Thomas More parentheses spiritual writer. Uh-huh. <laughs> who is a psychotherapist, a former monk, and a writer of spiritual books, including the New York Times bestseller, Care of the Soul, a, quote, guide to cultivating death and sacredness in everyday life. This is the uh, Thomas More is what they named their little law thing after this random dude. What year is this random dude from? Mm, He was born in 1940. No, you're talking about a totally different dude. Are you sure? Yes. They named it after the poet? No. Okay. Is there another Thomas More? Yes, I believe so. Um, Two O's or one O? One. Oh, okay. I'm going to do more research. You figure that out. All right. It's fun doing research live as we tape. Well, continuing on. More. Let's talk about Pennsylvania State Rep Stephanie Borowitz. Oh. Did you figure it out? Yeah, it's St. Thomas. There you go. Lawyer, judge, social philosopher. From what year? From what year? His SEO is garbage. Okay, Hammond. (sighs) Stephanie Borowitz. So. She said this week, climate change wasn't a concern, and I'm going to play for you a short clip of what she said this week during a hearing, um, because, and I'm not telling you what this is about. I'm just telling you it's 30 seconds. Uh Here's what she said. Who is she again? She's a Republican lawmaker, House member in Pennsylvania. So state. State State House member. Correct. All right. Here's the clip. 
Uh, when Democrats are pushing bills like banning gas-powered mowers Democrats and gas-powered stoves in New York City, all under the name of a climate control agenda, we can all see what is really going on here. The truth is, is in Genesis 8.22, it says, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. I'll say that again. Will never cease. Of course, we are to be good stewards of God's creation, but not through a forceful climate control global agenda. I'm a no. Thank you, Chairman. Was that heavy sigh? Some that probably was, from that someone heavy else sigh on was the panel. Not one of us, you guys. Whoever yeah. you were. So, just to repeat what she oh, said, Jesus she quoted Christ. the Bible yeah. to say uh, climate change is basically a hoax, is what she was getting at. But she mm. said. You know, yeah, we have to be good stewards of God creation, but not through a forceful climate control global agenda. Yeah. What do you think she was voting no on? Oh, oh, I forgot this is going to be a game. It's um, a quiz. A yes. quiz. So state. So I'm assuming. Can I guess something? You get really one re- guess. Okay, this is what I'm going to guess. Um, that by the year 2040, all cars have to get a certain mile per gallon something. I something thought like along the same lines, it's yeah. probably something like some... Hydro, uh, hybrid cars. Clean energy clean sort of energy thing, maybe. No, it wasn't. When I looked it up, because by the way, that clip was shared online, like this lady citing the Bible to deny climate change. Uh-huh. I thought, okay, that's all I read. I didn't know what it was about. When I found out what it was about, I swear, jaw dropped. Because all it was about... And mind you, it was this week, middle of October. Okay. They were discussing a resolution in the state house to declare the week of October 1st through 7th. My birthday. Of 2023, like it's already passed. Yeah. As climate week. Like, let's retroactively (laughs) say the beginning of October's climate week. And here's what the resolution said. So, from here on out, first week of October in Pennsylvania, just the one week. Just the one that's already passed. That's already passed. Yep. And why are they doing this? I I don't know. It's symbolic at best. And it's already happened. Maybe it got delayed or something. Whatever. But here's what that resolution said. Whereas climate change is real and human-made, and the impacts of climate change jeopardize both the environment and the current and future health and well-being of the residents of this commonwealth... Mm. Whereas the consequences of inaction on the climate crisis will be severe and potentially irreversible, Mm -hmm. dot, 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 resolved that the House of Representatives designates October 1st through 7th as Climate Week in Pennsylvania. 2023, mind you, like not in the future, Mm. just then. That's all it was. It was Mm. a set of irrefutable truths about the climate, Mm -hmm. followed by a symbolic request to declare the first week in October that has already passed as Climate Week and it passed, by the way, 14 to 11, with all the Republicans voting no. And yet, what did this lady say about this resolution? She said it was part of a forceful climate control global agenda, using the Bible as proof global warming climate change is not happening. And by the way, this is par for the course for white evangelicals. Oh, we yeah. talked about this the other week. Only 8% of them accept the reality of the crisis. Mm-hmm. Like, And the fact is, you can't be good stewards of God's creation, which he said was so important, if you don't give a shit about what you think is God's creation. Yep. Like, Christians could easily argue that they are required by God to take care of the planet he gave them, Mm. since, you know, Jesus may not return for a couple of, you know, millennia, and it needs to remain sustainable for future generations of children and fetuses or whatever they care about. They could make that argument. They're choosing not to. 
they just don't give a shit about the society they live in because they have fallen for this delusion that the afterlife is all that matters. So to hell with everyone in this world, let it burn. They're only here to just make everything worse. Well, and, and I'm, I'm kind of called to mind the um, show we talked about, I think, last week, The Savior Complex, yeah. which I finished the first episode right as Hammond got here. Of Okay, even if that is what you believe, isn't there a better way to do that thing besides, like, be in government and stuff? Like, if you genuinely believe you want to be a steward of the Earth, shouldn't you do anything? Yeah, then do something to help the Earth. Like, there are very, like, the same thing with that saber thing. There's local things you can do with relative ease that can help your immediate community instead of pretending that you are, like, the person who needs to save everybody. Like, think globally, work locally, or whatever that fucking shit is. I just hate it. I hate it, and I hate these people, and I'm really annoyed now. So I had to look this up because her name sounded familiar, and I remember Stephanie Borowitz, Mm. and her name sounded familiar, and I'm like, why? She related to the Borowitz Report guy? No. Uh, I was like, where did she come from, or where have I heard her name before? And here's what I realized. In 2019, Pennsylvania had its first Muslim legislator uh, sworn into office. Oh boy! And on the day she, <laughs> she was, was real chill about it. Oh I yeah! Bet. On the day she was sworn in, Stephanie Borowitz delivered an invocation that day that mentioned Jesus 13 times in 90 seconds. Wow! And called for everyone to bow down before him. Mm, so that was subtle, at least very subtle. That's what I like. About in it. March of 2020, she called COVID "quote a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins." Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm hearing you. I hear you. I thought maybe the sins are like corporate greed nope, and nope. the lack of health care for all of God's people. Nothing. But what does she like think? It. It's because I smoke weed that we had COVID? Gay people exist, I oh. assume. She's also introduced a don't say gay bill, bragging that it goes further than whatever they did in Florida. She called what for state is this, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh, she boy. called for Pennsylvania's Secretary of Education to resign, quote, because LGBTQ inclusive curricula and other resources were featured on the Pennsylvania Department of Education's site. By the way, yeah, she won. really feels like she has her shit together. She won her 2022 race with 67% of the votes. She's in a comfortably red seat. Democrats, however, maintain a one-vote majority hmm. in the state house because they won a special election last month. And there is a Democratic governor. Republicans, however, control the state Senate. Just to give you an idea of what we're working with here, uh, that's Stephanie for you. Wow. Yeah. Good times. Impressive. Let's talk about tarot cards. I didn't think this would be in the news this week, but it was. Uh, This is also in Pennsylvania. But this, I laughed and then I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Here's the thing. Pennsylvania has a law on the books First went into effect in 1861, Mm -hmm. and it basically says it's a third-degree misdemeanor to make money from pretending to predict the future. Wow. Yeah. You literally cannot, quote, for gain or lucre, tell fortunes or or predict future events. Lucre, fancy word for money. You can't tell future fortunes or predict future events. And if you're found guilty of that, you face up to a year in prison and a $2,500 fine. To be clear... No one's been prosecuted under this law since 1935. But uh-huh. this law is one of those archaic ones that exists in the books because it's a lot of work to try to cross something off the list when it's already been passed. And you got other priorities if you're yeah. in the legislature. Uh-huh. Okay, so that law exists. You can't say you're a fortune teller, basically. And part of me is like, yeah, I like that. Screw those people who are conning other people. Yeah. But what happens if your whole thing is 
yeah, I run a little business and I have my little psychic shop. But obviously on the website, in the store, it has a, this is just for entertainment. I'm just going to make the incense burn. I'm going to put on the costume. Mm -hmm. I will tell you what you want to hear. Sure. Give me some money. There are plenty of ways to waste your money. That is one of them. Yeah. Right? That's all. So what happened, like no one's, if we're talking about someone deliberately stealing money from others by pretending to be a psychic. Yeah. Okay. We can make an argument. They should be punished. And by the way, some people have been punished for lying and basically Mm. conning gullible old people out of their money. There's a reason that at the end of things like that, it says for entertainment purposes only. So earlier this month, uh, someone named Beck Lawrence said on TikTok, a cop visited my store. She, uh, they own Serpent's Key Shop and Sanctuary. Dope. They said that a cop visited my store with a warning that tarot card readings, which they offer for entertainment purposes, could be prosecuted under the law if anyone complained. If anyone complained, like me, the cop, who's threatening you? Yeah, the police chief, Chad Martin, he came by the store, not to arrest uh, Lawrence, but basically the police chief saw an article about the new business in some local publication. Oh, God. And he went into the store to say, oh, this is an interesting thing you're doing here. I just want you to know this is the law. And if someone complains... It would be a shame if anybody complained. They're getting shaken down. (laughs) These people are getting shaken down like it's the 1940s mobsters. Yeah, and Lauren said this visit was intimidating. Of course it was. It was meant to be. What the cop didn't seem to understand is that tarot readings, one, are not the same as psychic predictions. Because this is what Beck Lawrence has said. Tarot readings are meant to help a person by giving clarity about their path in life. They do not tell a person what's in store for them, mm-hmm. like whether they'll win money or reveal the whereabouts of missing loved ones. Sure. Lauren said, I pull my cards and study the symbols. My job is to string these things together of what I am seeing. It's up to their free will. There's nothing set in stone. I am 26. I don't know the answer. <laughs> well, and I also want to say the people I, I know who use tarot cards and like witchy shit is real big and I'm into it. Um, A lot of people use it for just kind of being mindful of like, I'm going to do this. And then if it says I'm supposed to do this or whatever, I don't understand. They kind of take that and think about, okay, how does that make me feel? If this is telling me that X is the answer. It gives me some guidance maybe. And then my gut says, ooh, I don't like that. There, I have an answer. That's not what I wanted. Yeah. And like, it's all absurd because... Lawrence isn't trying to dupe anybody with any lofty. This is harmless shit. And that's the thing. If a customer finds value in getting a tarot reading, Uh like that should be the end of the matter. That to me, that's like people wasting their money on other frivolous forms of entertainment. Oh yeah. Like Mega Millions lottery. That's not technically a scam, but I can make the argument that the insurmountable odds make it indistinguishable from Uh one, but that's far more harmful than a tarot reading. If you're like, you know what? This might be a fun way to clarify my thoughts, whatever. Lawrence is offering customers an experience, not a promise. That, Mm -hmm. I think, is important to recognize. I mean, it's... Yes, of course. Of course, anybody listening to this with, like, any intellectual, like, integrity in their brain knows that this is a person who... Like, listen, when you burn sage, is it about actually expelling spirits or is it about you doing a ritual that makes you feel better? Like, these things are... You don't have to like it. You don't have to do it to say... You don't have to believe in it. Yes. If you think it's wrong, then fucking ignore it. And after this started going viral, the police department is like, you guys were not the bad guys here. This is what the Hanover Borough Police Department Oh, yeah, the cops are never the bad guys. 
The purpose of the following message is to respond to recent social media attention given to the law. The statute prohibits predicting the future by the reading of cards for gain. Yada, yada, yada. Here's what the police chief wrote. I engaged in a conversation with two individuals concerning the advertisement and my intent to educate the person or persons engaged about the statute. There was never an investigation, nor was there any threat of arrest in this matter. With that being said, if a complaint was made, we would be obligated to conduct an investigation. Oh, it's my like, God. dude, you're not helping that's your case. Not, wait, that's how he ended it? Is like, oh, no, there's a little more, that but it's said, just, like, dude. No, what you should have said is, this is a dumb law, and we should really re-examine the laws that are on right. our books if this is something that is enforceable. Yeah, the police department says, we're not going to ignore a complaint that invokes this law, even though cops routinely decide yeah, which quote-unquote crimes to, to prioritize. Yeah, that's favorite thing to do, is decide what crime you committed. Like, yeah. oh, I got a speeding ticket, but he said since I was so nice, he was going to bump it down five miles an hour. Like, you're making shit up, sir. And like, she, uh, I was very nice to the cop. Beck Lawrence said, I have signs that say this for entertainment purposes. But the thing is, like any magician who uh-huh. tells you you're watching a magic show, like they don't have to begin the show by saying what you're about to see are tricks. Like, let me have my suspension of disbelief. You do your thing. Right. I will have in my head, I know you're making this all up, but I'm going to enjoy myself for a second. <laughs> like, how does this person go to movies? Like, oh, you yeah. guys, I don't think elves are real at yeah. all. And the thing is, there are plenty of churches, church leaders, who literally proclaim to predict the future based off of what the Bible says, oh, but they get away with it because they call it prophecy. Bible. They call it prophecy instead of entertainment, and they take in money from people who believe the lie. That's a good point. Or it's even more harmful when they call it faith healing, and yet no cop has ever gone to a Pennsylvania church to tell pastors they could be prosecuted under the same law. Huh. And Lawrence pointed that out in another TikTok video. I did ask Lawrence, so, like, are you changing anything because of this visit and all the attention? Yeah. Uh, Right now, Lawrence is selling a sticker that on the shop's website that says legalize fortune telling in PA. (gasps) Funny. Well played. I want one. The York Dispatch newspaper published an editorial calling for the police to lay off on, quote, personal warnings Ah! when it comes to stupid laws. Uh, the editorial said this, the law is clearly outdated and if not taken off the books altogether, at least needs revising. Yeah. So state lawmakers ought to act. In the meantime, personal warnings when no complaints have been filed should be kept to a minimum by Hanover authorities. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Um, so Lawrence oh, also you said, know that I could be doing something, but I'm in, I'm instead decided to just intimidate you for a couple minutes and I'm going to go jerk off yeah, about it. That's exactly how it worked. And Lawrence also are. said to me, In the future, I plan on instituting a waiver to ensure that there is a record of informed consent from each of the clients who come in to see me. But Lawrence, like just to cover their ass, Lawrence. (laughs) And these are the people who are like, oh, government is too involved in our lives. But then they're like, can you please make sure adults sign a waiver to make sure they know that spooky witchcraft isn't real? Right. And I, Lawrence did say the feedback overall has been overwhelmingly positive. Sure. I'm so grateful sure for everyone. Great for business and I like hope overall, so. I, I hope, hope so. I'm so grateful for everyone that has come through, and that has been such a relief. So at least there's that to the end of the story. Can are you still friends with her? Will she send me a sticker? Uh, she will not. Hey, will somebody buy me a sticker and send it to me? There you go. <laughs> I got a short one for you, and then I'm gonna annoy the hell out of you with a clip that you'll listen to. Uh. But some good news here. Yep. The Democratic National Committee, like the party, the the organization that oversees the party, 
there's a long history of them basically ignoring atheists or wanting nothing to do with atheists. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, and for obvious reasons, they want their candidates elected. And if you partner with atheists in any meaningful way, that could hurt you. That could be used we, by the opposition. We famously taint things. Yes. And so what was interesting is a couple of weeks ago, the Democratic National Committee had a meeting. Mm. They had a gathering where they discussed various things. And there was a benediction offered at the meeting. So the chair of the DNC, Jamie Harrison, guess who gave that benediction? Jamie Harrison. No, uh, it was Sarah Levin, who is the founder of a group called Secular Strategies. She's a program director for the Secular Democrats of America. He introduced Sarah Hmm. and letting the audience know she represents the secular community on the DNC's Interfaith Council. Wow. That... She helped establish the first ever secular caucus in the, de- in the Texas Democratic Party, wow. where she helped get three policy resolutions incorporated into their platform. Wow. And Sarah got the DNC to pass a resolution in 2019 acknowledging the, quote, value, ethical soundness, and importance of non-religious Americans. Ooh, ethical soundness. Yes. Nice. <clears throat> So Harrison introduced her by saying all that stuff. Yeah. And I know Sarah. She's fantastic. So to know that Jamie Harrison, someone I only see on TV, is introducing her as like, yeah, this person's important and she represents a valuable constituency here. A BFD, as my dad would say. Yes. And so Sarah gave a speech basically arguing Democrats need to basically go on the offensive when it comes to religious freedom. And I won't read her whole speech. I will link to it in the show notes. But here's a portion of what she argued. When a state bans abortion, it codifies a narrow set of religious beliefs that does not represent everyone Mm. and therefore violates the religious freedom of its citizens. Mm -hmm. Democrats have been on the front lines working to protect access to abortion in the face of Republicans' relentless attacks on reproductive health care. And therefore, it is Democrats, not Republicans, that have been on the front lines defending religious freedom. Nice. She also pointed out that another reverend who was there, who's been doing this work, I'm quoting again, who has been doing this work for longer than I've been alive, and I, a humanist, an atheist Jewish millennial, could not be more aligned when it comes to our understanding of religious freedom. Dang. She said at the end, as Democrats, we embrace our diversity as a strength. Mm. We are the big tent party, big enough to include people of all faiths, of all spiritualities, and non-religious folks like me. We are not afraid of a changing religious landscape. We embrace it because we believe in a pluralistic democracy. We, the Democratic Party, are the party of religious freedom. And don't you think it's time that we take those words back from the GOP? Whoa! Love it. So, you know, she obviously she's totally right about that stuff. If we care about protecting civil rights for LGBTQ people, Mm -hmm. preserving reproductive freedom for all, passing fact-based public policies, teaching comprehensive sex ed, saving the environment, promoting science, reading challenging books and making them available for people. Like only one party is standing up for any of that stuff and it's not the Republicans. Right, and and I especially, God, and now that we're fucking ramping up to another election season. It's always election season. I know, but I I think it's worth pointing out and I I think we, you and I, Hemet, excuse me, I, I hope listeners do not fault are, are mindful of the trap of both parties are alike and yeah. Democrats I don't are love whatever. my candidate, so I'm yeah. going to stay home. Oh, you selfish. Yeah, I, I just like, listen, the Democrats, we don't align with everything, certainly not in policy that is that managed to break through. But 
staying at home or shitting all over the Democratic Party instead of participating in the process and trying to improve it from the inside. I don't have time for you right now. You can either improve things or shut the fuck up. I saw a Republican atheist online this week. A Republican atheist? uh Uh-huh. Who was bragging about, I'm knocking on doors for a candidate. And it was for a Christian nationalist wannabe governor. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Wow, so proud. I see where your priorities are. Yeah, there. exactly. Exactly. Just you know. Yeah. Does um the GOP? You said the um she was sitting on the Democrats. What religious interfaith council? Interfaith council. Mm-hmm. Does there do Republicans have one of those? Uh, yes, and they run the spectrum of right wing Christian to center right Christian. But is it genuinely? Are there any? I don't think they have any platform, and I don't think they have any actual interfaith council. It's just whoever Donald Trump has surrounding him at any time. Okay. So there is no... There's uh, no equivalent. Uh, okay. That's what no. I was wondering. There's um, no, like, Mr. Burns equivalent of, like, uh, a bunch of, like, you know, Jews and Muslims and no. Hindus sitting in a, a big cavernous back door singing and Not that the chanting. Republican Party actually takes seriously. Maybe for show, or but not... Or <laughs> Yeah. Um, and just to give you some numbers here. Mm. In 2016, 78% of atheists voted for Hillary Clinton compared to only 14% who backed Donald Trump. Um, in 2020, Biden got 72% of the voters with no religious affiliation. Mm. Not exactly apples to oranges, but that's what we got. Sure. Um, but the bigger problem here, if you want Democrats to take atheists and non-religious voters more seriously, mm. here's the thing that's working against us. It's not the stigma so much no, because they've, they've done a better job of that. The, the problem is that many secular, non-religious Americans don't vote. Like mm. the people who are agnostic or spiritual, but not uh, religious, whatever you want to call them, the ones who are wishy-washy about it all. Mm, call them apathetic. It's okay. Yeah, they don't vote as much. Like mm. compared to our proportion of the population, we underperform when it comes to what percentage of the electorate we that are. That doesn't surprise me. So if we voted with the same zeal as conservative Christians mm-hmm. who show up for their people, mm-hmm. then Democrats would be obligated, whether they like it or not, to take us seriously. Um, so for all the talk of, yeah, but the you know, GOP's peeling... money is coming from Christians. Sure, like that's... sure. But for all the talk of peeling away some white evangelical voters for Trump, and sure. there was a poll this week that actually showed a couple percentage lower than Trump is used to, it would be far more strategic to get non-religious non-voters mm. who might be convinced to support a candidate who doesn't take his cues from one religious demographic mm-hmm. and supports evidence-based policies, who backs civil rights, who supports actual religious freedom for everyone. Mm-hmm. All of that is true of Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I don't love the guy, but he does all that stuff mm-hmm. and he does it fine. And that's the case Sarah Levin is making to Democratic colleagues. And she also told me there was no backlash, no criticism to her speech. And actually, one DNC member, she told me, a state legislator who described herself as a Christian, said she had never heard the shared values between people of faith and secular people articulated that way before and that it resonated with her, which is fantastic. That's awesome. Um, I hope Democratic candidates across the board, state level, local level, federal... I hope they take a lesson for this because they can explicitly reach out to non-religious voters over the next year, not by like going to the atheist church, which doesn't exist really. Mm -hmm. It's by talking about the dangers of Christian nationalism, Mm -hmm. the importance of church-state separation, talking about the issues that matter to a lot of non-religious people or people who don't like religion infesting the issues we care about. Right. 
And then, which I think is an under an underrated segment of I, people who aren't necessarily atheists, but they're like, yeah. we don't guys. Stop. And they're doing this when it comes to abortion. Like they shied away from it for a long time, and now they're going full steam ahead on it. Yeah. And then it's up to us as non-religious voters to prove we can deliver for those candidates mm-hmm. by voting and volunteering and giving money and yeah. all that stuff. So love that speech. I don't <laughs> think it got nearly as much credit as it deserved, but there you go. Good for her. I got one last story for you, and then I'll call it here. Need to put on my headphones. You do need to put on your headphones. So there is a ministry we have talked about on this show many times before. It's okay. uh, called Girl Defined. No, I hate these bitches. I know. No! And so one of the sisters who does this, her name is uh, Kristen Clark, and basically this is a purity culture promoting save sex until marriage and then it'll be wonderful and if it's not just buy our stuff and we'll show you how to do the sex These right women. are they my age yeah younger a little bit okay and so anyway Kristen clark did a youtube live streamed interview with a pseudoscience purveyor his name and i use big quote hands for this is dr yep. patrick flynn and basically this was an hour-long interview i'm gonna play with uh play for you Maybe four clips from this just to show you the sort of stuff she was allowing him to spread to her young, impressionable Christian audience. Is Am I allowed? Are we going to listen to them consecutively or will I have time to comment between each? You're going to listen to the whole thing just to give you a flavor. This is uh, several cuts, one on top of another. Okay. And I want you to keep one thing in mind. Kristen has been public about the fact that she could not conceive a child, and I think they adopted uh, one or two. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. This is known information going into this conversation. What's this guy's name? What is his doctorate? Patrick Flynn and probably some bullshit like chiropractory or whatever. Okay, Okay. are you ready for this? This is about a minute and a half of pure pure bullshit. Let's listen. I just have this weird theory that God created women to have babies. If you're going to uterus, you should be able to pop out kids like Skittles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, I, I need to learn how to do this. I'm, I've been trying, but it hasn't been working. Why do we even allow these things that are birth control, which is just absolutely disgusting. Hmm. I, I can't understand the Christian community doesn't grasp on the, that birth control alters you both physically and mentally. And even how you view the world, even how you view a guy, that's why sometimes women, they get married and they're, they're, they're Christians who are on birth control. And all of a sudden they get off birth control and because they want to have a baby and look at the man and go, I don't love you anymore. Well, what? I, it's something hmm. wrong. There must be Satan in our world or something. No, you've been altered by endocrine disruptor that now even how you view your spouse is extremely different. Here's what happens. But see, let's even take, sorry, but you brought yourself up, so I'm going to bring it on this. And so, okay. So you said it. <laughs> you want more sex than he does, but here's what happens this is, but you're also sick. <gasps> Do you see See, women don't admit they're sick. If you have high estrogen, you're sick. It's not normal. Do you say it's going to lead, and you don't have any fire yet, like a disease. So they say, well, we're, you're, we'll wait till mm-hmm. you fall apart. There's no woman that's supposed to have a six pack. It's impossible. You're not a man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the Christian community falls right. for this BS. Yeah, but they also fell for COVID too, so we won't even go in that direction. No. But that's a whole <laughs> we we won't go there on this episode. <laughs> yeah, so what are some topic. steps? Oh God, uh-huh. this man hates women. Oh yeah. So first of no, all, he okay. You don't women, get to talk first. I get to talk go first. Go for it. That first clip. Is, women should pop out babies like Skittles. Is genuinely, I'm 
literally shaking right now. I cannot believe a person can say that. As a person who tried for three or four years to get pregnant and miscarried, and it was miserable, and I mourned, and I'm still in mourning. Guess what? Thanksgiving's ruined for me for the rest of my life because I miscarried on Thanksgiving in 2020. Um, shut the absolute fuck up. If you had, and if this man had any any idea of what it goes into, like trying to have a baby when you don't get pregnant on your first. This <laughs> and he's saying this to someone who had it's, the same experience. And I'm a per God, I'm getting so upset. I am a person who I was never 100% sure I wanted to have kids, but my husband did, and I was ready and I was excited. And even as somebody who did not feel like, there are people who are like, in my heart, I want to be a mother. That is something that is important to me and I need. Um, and if you were, <laughs> I was a person who couldn't get pregnant and wasn't even 100% sure that like, that would be the worst thing if I couldn't get, or whatever, like shit happens in your brain. If I thought that my entire purpose on life was to have a baby and then I couldn't and then this fucking chiropractor comes in and tells me that it's failing it's my failing that I should be able to do this if you're a woman if you have a uterus you shouldn't have any problems like what did he say popping out kids like skittles like skittles like this is the problem with men and this is the problem with this fucking country is they act like women having babies is like adopting a puppy. It is such a physical undertaking and an emotional undertaking. And then if something doesn't work out, you can't get the right medical care because some asshole decided that like your fetus that didn't develop a brain still deserves a chance at life. So you're going to have to carry that fucking baby for nine turns and give birth to a dead corpse. Good. Yeah, like Skittles. Like with the people who die. My my coworker has four kids and her back is fucked. Her back is absolutely fucked because she's a tiny petite person and had a lot of kids. The physical ramifications, not to mention the emotional ones, I just, to blame this young, to look this fucking woman in the eye who is having trouble conceiving and say you should be able to just do this is fucking disgusting. Disgusting. It is disgusting. And I cannot believe those absolute morons just sat there and tittered as he insulted them to their face. He also said she she mentioned that she has a higher sex drive than her husband. And he said, well, you're sick because you have too much estrogen and that women with high sex drives are unwell. He also said they would manifest hormonal problems of some sort. Uh-huh. He said women aren't allowed to have... They, they physically cannot have abs that are showing. I have had abs. And I drank, I want to be clear, a uh-huh. lot of beer. So it was a small miracle. <laughs> but yeah, I had a six-pack for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then he said the Christian community fell for COVID, which she just laughed off. Like, ha we won't talk about that moving on. And this- again, the problem is not just that this guy exists for all the reasons you mentioned and is spouting all this bullshit... It is that people like her decided her audience needs to get advice from this guy as he's insulting her and just doesn't stop the interview, doesn't say, oh, you're wrong about that. Like, I understand having 
interviews with people you disagree with because they're wrong about stuff, I can make an argument for why that's useful. That is not what this was. This was a, you're smart, let me bring you on. And remember, we talked about this ministry when Kristen Clark's sister brought on those two people who said, like, quote-unquote, sexperts, even though they were not. And they said the woman was basically talking about how she couldn't find parts of her anatomy because no one had ever taught her this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's who they are introducing to young women as these are the people you should listen to. Um, I also want to say something uh, uh, regarding her kind of laughing shit off. And especially when she said, I'm trying, I'm trying and whatever. Um, a podcast I listened to called My Favorite Murder. And one of their kind of founding tenets is fuck politeness. Because so many women are abducted, are hurt, are murdered because they are too polite to say no if somebody asks them of something. Um, And I think we're seeing that here, too, of these women are raised to be polite. And so it is not... And and I could be wrong because I've not seen a lot of their shit. I would bet you it is not in their nature to push back against a man, especially a perceived Mm. expert. Um, And I think it's all of a piece. So these women, I guarantee you, are internalizing this. This young woman who can't have babies like Skittles. They are internalizing this and just have to carry that for the rest of their life and pretend that that's just part and parcel of being a woman. But when in reality, it is just men's specific view of what a woman is good for, which is to say nothing. He also said uh, birth control will basically mess you up. I forgot the exact quotation there. Also, this guy's a That's fucking chiropractor. Mm-hmm. This is nothing. You're a nothing per. Oh, he's in Green Bay. Let's go visit him, see what the fuck is we're up with him. We're not visiting him because we're not a mob. I j- um. Oh, my God. He has a podcast called I Disagree. I will fucking murder this man. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Patrick. You can't say that out loud. I don't care. Fucking come for me. I hate this dude. This guy told women they should be able to pop out babies like Skittles. He gets anything coming to him. I don't give a fuck. This man hates women and is going to cause deaths for them. So, yeah, I don't give a shit. Who do you blame more? The guy for having these horrible views that he's trying to spread or her for bringing him on as an expert for her audience. Who get, who deserves more blame here? But then I guess we know there's blame to share. I have no idea That's what you're from singing. Wicked. There's blame to share. They're mm-hmm. both monsters. Fuck them both. Okay. You know, people really like when I sing. Um, and I think I'm going to start doing it more. Just really Broadway It's clips. possible to do it Not more. Not scenes to matter anymore. Harmonize more. Dear Harm- God, no. Did you harmonize more? I did more. in my head. More. All right. And with that, I am done. How are you? Terrible. Uh-huh. I was actually having a really nice day. Found a dress my, my store at my friend's wedding. Aww. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. She's going to marry in like a spooky mansion next weekend. Mikey's wearing a cravat. Oh, <laughs> A wow. cravat? What's the thing that's like what? Ascot? Maybe an ascot. The thing know. goes under your shirt like yeah. a friend from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> ascot. <laughs> and with that, we can, you can oh, go yeah. to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Oh, what are we going to talk about show. in our bonus episode, um, my dude? I've been watching a weird little show on Netflix. I'll talk about that. What's it called? Tell me what it's called. Oh, I wrote it down somewhere because the title is insane. It's older. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Oh, yeah. That was weird. Oh, my God. I can't wait to talk to you about that. Excellent. Um, 
and I am going to be talking about a show. So I've been watching Community, like specifically season six nonstop recently, because when I uh, am in a crisis, I just rewatch the same thing over and over. But yesterday, I managed to break out of it and watch 10 episodes of a reality lifetime show called Frogging. And it's Frogging. about people who discover other people living in their fucking house. Nice. And I consumed it. Um, you can always leave us a rating and review. Uh, this one is from Strez Technoid. Uh, Mr. Meta covers a myriad of ideas. It's just myriad ideas. Concepts and actions based on religious ideology, impacting community, and how the absence of thought and rational debilitating citizenship person in society itself. Hammond takes care of... Oh, this is long. Uh, seems global psychopathy has found a home in religion. This podcast, we get <laughs> the address and phone numbers. No word yet. Maybe the word of God. Ch oh, but this is very long. Challenging is not the word... Whoa, sorry. I'm so sorry. Too long. It, it was just too long. It was very nice. I'm sure it's wonderful. Thank you for that very long review. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.